This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, April 7th, 2023. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, how huge corporations are taking over public services and what unions can do to stop them. The Global Union for Education has conducted a fact-finding mission to discover how to help people in Turkey after the earthquake. The ITUC has called a special congress to elect a general secretary to replace Luca Vicentini. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. With our brothers and our sisters, together we will stand. There is power in a This is Radio Labour. There is a struggle all over the world to protect public services from being privatized to profit-making corporations or bring the services back into public ownership. The Global Union leading the fight against the privatization of public services is Public Services International. The PSI represents 30 million union members in 154 countries. For years, the PSI has been supporting its affiliates in their fight against the privatization of public services. In a recent webinar, it helped launch a policy brief on the topic prepared by the Korean Public Service and Transport Workers Union, the KPTU. The webinar was moderated by Daria Chibrayo. Ms. Chibrayo is the PSI's policy officer in charge of local and regional government workers and multinational enterprises. The KPTU is the largest industrial affiliate of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, and it is an affiliate of PSI. My name is Daria Chivrario, and I'm the uh, local and regional government uh, officer uh, at, uh, at PSI, and I will be co-hosting uh, this uh, uh, launch session together with my colleague uh, Huma Hak, who is a social care organizer at PSI. So let me just take uh, a few more minutes to just con- put in context and, uh, as, uh, you know, uh, acknowledge the importance of uh, uh, the launch of this uh, policy brief. First of all, uh, we shall remind ourselves that uh, trade unions often fight for the return of uh, uh, privatized services into public ownership and control. And this is what we call remunicipalization, but also insourcing when the workers come back into uh, a direct employment relationship with, uh, for example, local authorities or central government. But we also call this phenomenon deprivatization. And why do they do that? They often do that because they realize fully how important it is that vital public services are run on a public good uh, basis, not for extractive profits, because when uh, you can make a revenue out of a uh, care service, a water service, a healthcare, uh, refuse collection, energy, you can actually reinvest that revenue in the service either to expand the reach of the service to improve its quality, to lower user fees if there are any but also to improve the working conditions and up the staffing levels of uh, those uh, who deliver that life-saving services. And this is exactly uh, why this is important. 
Unions are also a key transformative force in our societies, which also bring about the change institutional uh, under an institutional and a social uh, angle that is needed to create new public services that are to meet collective needs. And this is what we call municipalization, the creation of public services that did not exist before in a certain context. You can find more information about the PSI's remunicipalization campaign at publicservices.international. On February 6, 2023, a massive earthquake struck southeastern Turkey. 50,000 people were killed. Many more were injured. One and a half million people were left homeless. Education International recently sent a delegation to the country to discover how it and other labor organizations could help. EI is the Global Union for Teachers and Other Education Workers. It represents some 30 million workers in 172 countries. Two labor organizations helped EI in its fact-finding mission to the country. The Confederation of Public Workers Unions, KESC, and KESC affiliate Igatim Sen. David Edwards is EI's general secretary. We didn't know exactly what we were going to find when we came. We were sure of one thing, which was that Egedim Sen and Kask was going to be part of the solution and that they were going to be trying to solve the problems for their members and for the students. What we heard from community after community after community was that the response to the crisis came far too late, that the government's response was far too late. Government that seems to be more interested in how shall we say, um, telling a narrative about how everything's fine and we're moving forward when absolutely everyone is not fine and everything is not fine and you're very much still in phase one. And one of the things that we're going to do as we talk to the international community is we're going to say the teachers on the ground know best what needs to happen for education. The health workers on the ground know best what needs to help them for nutrition and health and sanitation. And they need to be part of the process through social dialogue and uh, with, with the member organizations here. We're going to put pressure on the government. We're going to give information and reports about what's actually happening. And we're going to continue to build solidarity and, and raise funds to support Egerim Sen and Kask for all of its efforts here. One of the participants in EI's visit to Turkey was Maiki Fenerin, an EI board member and president of the German Education Union. It's very important to stay here and to see with our own eyes um, what is the situation. Because um, it's so unbearable, I think, that uh, um, it's, it's only possible to, to, to make it feel if you're here, I for me, I could say. The most impressive was really that the people are staying up, is that uh, colleagues from Ekitim Sen say, okay, it was very, very hard, but now we are going as optimists and we are, we are strong and we are powerful and build a new, a new city and we will build new, new houses. And that is really impressive for me. Hi, my name is Johanna Yara Åstrand. I'm the Vice President of Education International. 
And uh, today we have visited three cities most affected by the earthquake two months ago. And uh, what are my feelings after seeing all the, the disaster? Honestly, my feelings are all over the place. It's, it's quite unreal to see all the destroyed buildings, uh, damaged homes, uh, separated families, uh, meeting those uh, children, students who can't go to their, to their schools, continue their studies. Uh, but I also uh, feel a lot of hope because I also met a lot of teacher colleagues, unionists, and, and other, uh, other organizations that are uh, so strongly addicted to, to do something about this situation, despite what the government so far has failed with. The International Trade Union Confederation has announced that it will hold an extraordinary election congress in September 2023. The special congress will elect a new general secretary. In the meantime, the ITUC is preparing to appoint an acting general secretary. The news was announced by the ITUC's president, Akiko Gono, the first Japanese person to hold the position. Ms. Gono will represent the Confederation until an acting general secretary is chosen. The special congress has been called because Luca Vicentini, who was elected the ITUC's general secretary in Melbourne last November, has been charged with inappropriate behavior. He was removed as general secretary in an ITUC general council meeting on March 11th. Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week our top story section included links to coverage of how Tunisian unions are fighting the crackdown on trade union and all basic democratic rights in that country. We also carried stories detailing the horrendous gap between chief executive officers and frontline workers in Canada's profiteering groceries sector. Updates on the progress of the struggle against pension rollbacks in France and a big win for Georgian workers. This week, our Working Women news page carried news of the opening of a national historic site in the USA, which is dedicated to the memory of a pioneering woman trade unionist. We also carried items about what one Ugandan trade union is doing to improve and regularize the working conditions of women in the informal economy, and the news from France that the CGT has elected its first women leader. Stories appearing on our Health and Safety page in Newswire this week included the remarkable and alarming news that almost 90% of service workers in the southern United States were injured on the job last year. The page also had stories detailing the fight for compensation for Canadian firefighters who have contracted cancer as a result of being exposed to carcinogens while at work, and the hazards experienced by Indian women who make cheap cigarettes, and by Liberian journalists. Our current photo of the week is a shot of Mikhail Lobanov, a co-founder of the Independent Trade Union of Higher Education staff, University Solidarity. He is also chair of its largest branch at Lomonosov Moscow State University. From the very start of the invasion of Ukraine, he stood openly for the cessation of military actions. 
As a result, he was arrested on 29 December 2022 and jailed. Eventually released, he has suffered continual judicial harassment. His union is campaigning to have all charges against him dropped. Labor Start hosts online solidarity actions at the requests of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight an urgent appeal for online solidarity with trade union activists in Poland. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in this struggle by sending a solidarity message. Look for details of this and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is the English folk singer Billy Bray with There Is Power in the Union. There is power in a pipe tree, power in the land, power in the hand of the worker. But it all amounts to nothing if together we don't stand. There is power in a union. Now the lessons of the past were all learned with workers' blood. The mistakes of the bosses we must pay for. The cities and the farmlands to trenches full of mud. War has always been the boss's way, sir. The union forever defending our rights. Down with the black leg, all workers unite. With our brothers and our sisters, together we will stand. There is power in a union. Now I long for the morning that they realize brutality and unjust laws cannot defeat us. Who'll defend the workers who cannot organize when the bosses send their lackeys out to cheat us? Money speaks for money, the devil for his own. Comes to speak for the skin and the bone. What a comfort to the widow, a light to the child. There is power in a union. The union forever defending our rights. Down with the black leg, workers unite. With our brothers and our sisters, together we will stand. And that's it, labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. Thank you for listening, and remember, it's all about global solidarity.